Would you like a spot of tea, love? Yes, that would be lovely, darling. Presenting English in a teacup. Your guide to learning English one sip at a time. Hello there and welcome to a new season of English in a Teacup. Your guide to improving your spoken and written English one sip at a time. My name is Charlotte Prudent and in this week's episode we will be exploring the five senses. But what are the five senses? Well, in order to see, we have sight. In order to hear, we have hearing. We use our noses to smell. With our skin, we can touch things. And in order to enjoy food, we have the sense of taste. So, sight, hearing, smell, touch and taste are the five senses. With each sense, we will also be looking at some useful idiomatic expressions. Remember, if you want to access the PDF, you can find it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and other major platforms. To assist us with this topic, we have, as usual, our fine English lady, Miss Finestocrat, who today will be telling us of her first day at her new job working as a tea quality control inspector. It sounds like her dream job. After all, tea is Miss Finestocrat's love, passion and addiction. But... As with most things in her life, she is about to get a terrible shock. What will happen to her? Let's find out, but not before first taking a sip of tea. <sniffs> now we can get started. Well, darlings, where do I start? Just when things were starting to look up for me, something ghastly had to happen. I honestly believe I am jinxed. It was my first day working as a tea quality control inspector, and I couldn't have been more excited. Just imagine a whole day evaluating tea, maintaining high standards, monitoring the tea processing stages, and most importantly, drinking tea. Finally, I could put my excellent tea-related skills into good practice and even earn a decent salary from it. I thought this would be the end of my financial worries and I could finally settle down in my new life. Famous last words. The morning started well. My colleague David and I started assessing a new batch of tea samples. It was our job to conduct a sensory evaluation to assess the taste, aroma, colour and appearance of the tea. Well, I said as I looked at the hundreds of cups of tea that had been placed on the long table in front of us, isn't this a feast for the eyes? 
Indeed, said David. However, remember, we must be objective. It is true that some of the flavors may be an acquired taste, and we might not see eye to eye when deciding on which tea we prefer. Nevertheless, our descriptions of the tastes and aromas must be clear and well defined. Of course, I said. After all, when we touch base with the suppliers, they will want clear feedback. So as to know how to improve the quality of their tea in the future. Without further ado, we started sampling the teas. Mmm, I adore this herbal tea. I said, the delicate floral notes add a lovely sweetness to the taste. Yes. I also detect a hint of citrus that provides the palate with a refreshing, zesty flavor. And let's not forget the aroma, very clean and a subtle hint of grassiness. We continued on to the next. Darjeeling, my favorite, can you appreciate the earthy undertones in this cup of tea? It gives it a strong, robust flavor which delights the palate. Yes, and it even has a slightly spicy aroma, which adds a layer of warmth to the overall experience. Delicious, and look at the texture, velvety with a beautiful amber color, truly luxurious. It was when we came to the last cup of tea. That I immediately knew that something was wrong. I sniffed my cup. the The smell is almost acrid, and just look at the color. It's as black as coal. God knows what kind of tea they have put in this cup. It's completely different from the others. I'm certainly not going to drink this one. But Miss Finestocrat, this cup of tea was reserved for you specifically. The tea owner said that only your professional palate could correctly evaluate the qualities of this tea. Well, I am flattered, but really, under no circumstances could you get me to drink this tea. I pride myself on having a nose for good tea, and this certainly is not good tea. I highly suggest you don't try it either. But Miss Finestocrat, it's my job," said David, and turning a deaf ear to my warning, he actually took a sip. Of the disgusting-looking concoction. Well, how is it? I asked. David had turned a strange shade of green. David, are you quite all right? David opened his mouth, but no words came out. David, the poor man suddenly fell down in the middle of the room, still holding the teacup in his hand. David. I could hardly believe my eyes. The man was dead. 
from the teacup spilled the rest of the black liquid. Poison! Then I remembered what David had said before he died. This tea had been meant for me. Had someone wanted to poison me? Who on earth would want to have me, Miss Finestocrat, dead? Oh dear, who on earth would want to poison Miss Finestocrat? Tune in next week when Miss Finestocrat will be on the search for clues. In the meantime, she has left us with some very interesting words and phrases to help us describe the five senses. Let's start with the first sense, sight. David had turned a strange shade of green. So, we use the word shade when we talk about the range or variety of a colour. If we think about the colour green, we can have dark greens, light greens and everything in between. Imagine we wanted to describe the colours of the sea. We could say, on a sunny day, the sea displays many shades of blue transitioning from a serene turquoise near the shore to a mysterious navy blue in the open waters. While turquoise is a shade between green and blue, navy blue is a dark shade of blue. And just look at the colour, it's as black as coal. So in English, we have a lot of common similes for the primary colours. Similes are expressions that we use to compare one thing with another thing. I will give you a few examples. Her skin was as white as snow. Samir was so embarrassed, he turned as red as a tomato. The woman's eyes were as green as emeralds. Isn't this a feast for the eyes? A feast for the eyes is used to describe something visually beautiful, aesthetically pleasing or captivating. Something your eyes enjoy looking at. It doesn't have to be used just for describing food and drink. For example, we could also say, The exhibition was a feast for the eyes, showcasing a diverse collection of paintings, sculptures and installations. We might not see eye to eye when deciding on which tea we prefer. To see eye to eye is to agree or share the same opinion. It can be used in both positive and negative sentences. Surprisingly, my mother-in-law and I have a lot of things we see eye to eye on, especially when talking about politics. When a co-worker doesn't see eye to eye with you on a course of action, it is important to listen to their views and try to negotiate a middle point. Now, let's move on to hearing. Would you like three or four sugars in your tea, darling? Turning a deaf ear to my warning, he actually took a sip.
To turn a deaf ear means to ignore or deliberately not listen to something or someone. A typical example could be teenagers who don't listen to their parents. My 13-year-old son turned a deaf ear to my advice and continued playing his video games. Another example could be at work when the boss does not listen to your suggestions and instead ignores your contributions to a meeting. It's impossible to get through to my boss. He constantly turns a deaf ear to my suggestions on how to improve the efficiency of our department. Now it's time for smell. Smell and taste are senses that are closely related. So some of these examples could also be used for describing how something tastes. The delicate floral notes. Floral is an adjective related to flowers. When Miss Finestocrat smells or tastes the tea, it has this essence of flowers. She uses the word notes which, similar to shades, refers to the variety or range of something, in this case, taste or smell. If we were wine tasting, for example, we could describe the smell of the wine with the following senses. I can detect notes of cinnamon and spices that are soothing and mellow. It even has a slightly spicy aroma. So, another word for smell could be aroma. We use this word especially when we talk about food or drink. If we talk about a certain atmosphere or natural setting, we could also use perfume or scent. And let's not forget the aroma. Very clean and a subtle hint of grassiness. A hint refers to a smell or aroma that is not very strong. Instead, it is very delicate, very subtle. Only a sensitive nose could detect it. For example, you could detect a hint of vanilla in a chocolate cake. Vanilla is not the key ingredient, but for the sensitive nose, it could be detectable. The smell is almost acrid. Acrid is used to describe the smells that are sharp and unpleasant. Imagine you are in a busy city with a lot of traffic. The exhaust fumes from the cars will give off an acrid smell. Some people think cigarette smoke also has an acrid smell. Or it can also be used when a person is exposed to very strong chemicals. I pride myself on having a nose for good tea. This is an idiomatic expression meaning that the person has a natural talent or skill for something. I have a nose for business. I always know the best companies to invest in. Lisa has a good nose for talent in the music industry. She can listen to a new artist's work and predict with remarkable accuracy which ones are going to be famous. Next sense is touch. And look at the texture. 
velvety with a beautiful amber color. Velvety is an adjective to describe something smooth and luxurious to the touch. Imagine a satin dress or fur coat or the cream on the top of an espresso. Smooth, luxurious and soft. After all, when we touch base with the suppliers, they will want clear feedback. To touch base is an expression that originates from baseball and means making contact or getting in touch with someone, often in a formal context to exchange information, provide updates or discuss a topic. I just wanted to touch base with you before the meeting to make sure we're aligned on the key points we need to cover. The school tries to touch base with the parents every couple of months to share the progress in their children's learning. Last but not least, the sense of taste. It is true that some of the flavours may be an acquired taste. If something is an acquired taste, it means that it is not immediately enjoyable or pleasant to most people on first impressions. In terms of food, this could be strong cheeses, certain types of seafood or, in the case of the UK, a spread that we put on our toast called Marmite. Marmite has a very unique flavour and as a result it has polarised the British population. We even have a famous expression when we talk about it, love it or hate it, because there is no middle ground. Some people think it is delicious and other people think that it is too salty, too intense and basically disgusting. I also detect a hint of citrus that provides the palate with a refreshing, zesty flavour. So again, we can use hint when describing smells or tastes which are not very strong and can only be detected by a sensitive nose or, in this case, palate. Palate, your sense of taste. In this context, we are talking about citrusy or zesty flavours. These flavours or tastes are derived from fruits such as lemons or oranges that belong to the citrus family. Can you appreciate the earthy undertones in this cup of tea? Earthy is an adjective which is a little difficult to describe. It refers to something that is natural. When we talk about literally the earth or minerals or vegetation, a taste derived from nature. What is the result? Well, if we think about espressos, it's a very strong or robust flavour. Certain wines or cheeses could also have an earthy undertone. Undertone is similar to hint. It's not too strong or overpowering, but you can detect it. Rather lovely spot of tea. Do come again. Well, that is all we have time for today. You will find the PDF for this episode in the description as usual.
Remember to tune in next week when we will be revising modal perfects as well as expressions related to apologies and forgiveness as Miss Finestocrat tries to find out if she has any enemies. In the meantime, you can follow me on my Instagram at English in a Teacup where I have videos, quizzes and the phrasal verb of the week. See you next time for English in a Teacup, naturally served with a lovely spot of tea. Thank you.